Thank you, Andrew. Let's pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I had to. There is no way I was not going to. How could I not preach on the wedding at Cana? As a bride-to-be, I feel the wedding at Cana in my bones. One pastor says that weddings are accidents waiting to happen. And let me tell you, when you're throwing the biggest party of your life, you are keenly aware of the hundred things that can go wrong. For example, currently I'm worried about, will it rain? Will there be massive wildfires? Will we have a heat dome? Will the Delta variant wreck everything? Will the music work? Will we have estimated white versus red wine correctly, especially if it's a hot thing when people drink apparently more white wine? Will people be able to navigate the road up to the venue, which is basically a logging road? And will my bridesmaids dresses match? Just to name a few. At the wedding at Kena, the accident has happened. The bride doesn't know it, thank God, but Mary, Jesus' mom sure does. Turns out Mary is the kind of person who sees a problem and solves it without having to be asked. Mary's eagle eye has seen that the bar has run dry. And so she goes over to her son and, and says, they have no wine. Jesus isn't bothered. Woman, he says, what concern is that to you and to me? My time has not yet come. Now, that comes across much harder in English than in Koine Greek. Woman was an affectionate term, albeit maybe just a little bit too distancing to be used on your own mother. It's like me calling my mom Wendy. <laughs> Wendy, my time has not yet come. I cannot help you with the dishes. <laughs> Mary hears what Jesus is saying, but she's going a mission. This wedding is not going to go awry when she can do something about it. He doesn't argue with Jesus. She just directly ignores him and tells the waiters and waitresses, whatever he says, do it. And then this is what I want to focus on today. Jesus then does it. Jesus then does it. Jesus, yes, is Mary's son. And this isn't an unusual mother-son dynamic. But Jesus is also God. And Mary, of all people, knows that. Mary is confidently interacting with the Holy One of Israel. Mary is nonchalantly expecting the Lord to respond to her. This is a back and forth relationship between a human and God. Jesus is accepting influence from Mary. 
Accepting influence is a term that relationship experts, doctors Julie and John Gottman use. John, who is the researcher of the pair, talks about how he spent nine years researching violent men in order to develop an intervention to help with domestic violence. What he learned in the course of his research is so interesting. He says, what we saw with these guys was whatever their wives said, they basically said no. They were kind of like baseball players at these automatic pitching machines. You know, pitching machines throw all kinds of balls at the baseball player, curve balls, fastballs, all kinds of balls, and they have to hit it back. However, they hit it back. And that seemed to be their role to say no. No, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. That's not true. Gottman then goes on, and this is a little bit long, but I wanted to read it. Saying no all the time is really interesting because when you're with somebody who says no all the time, there's no new information talking to that person. So while it seems like a powerful stance to always say no, it's actually a very powerless stance. So if you're with somebody who says no all the time, eventually there's no new information talking to that person. They become essentially like an obstacle. Kind of like you're driving in a city and you come across a car that's double parked. You're not going to try to change that car or influence that driver. It's parked. You find a way around that car safely and you leave. Obstacles become powerless. Nobody talks to somebody who gives no new information. Someone who says no all the time is like a doorbell that doesn't work. There's no new information. You don't ring the doorbell because it doesn't work. And you don't talk to somebody who says no. And that allowed us, Jonathan and his colleagues, to arrive at this conclusion that the only way to be powerful in a relationship is if you can be influenced. When you accept influence, you also become influential. When you accept influence, you also become influential. Now, accepting influence doesn't mean doing every single thing another person wants you to do. It doesn't mean sacrificing your dreams or the core of who you are. But it does mean being open to another person. It means being flexible in areas you can be flexible in. Someone who accepts influence says things like, interesting, good point. I never thought of that before. Tell me more. I want to understand it. Now, Jesus, when Mary brings up the fact that the wines run out, doesn't say any of those things, but he does act. Jesus allows himself to be influenced by Mary. And does this make him less powerful? No. Accepting influence from Mary leads him to do his first miracle in the Gospel of John. It leads him to display his power instead of hiding it. 
I think the Gottmans might mean something a little different than you'll be able to turn water into wine by accepting influence makes you powerful. But the same premise is there. Jesus chooses to enter into human life, to fully join the very human event of a wedding when he responds to Mary. Isn't this marvelous? This is part of the good news. God, in sending Jesus, chose to accept human influence. In choosing to become a baby, to take on human form, God chooses to enter in in a very deep communion, a profound back and forth with us. There's this Instagram video I saw the other day that reminded me so much of this aspect of who God is. It was a video of a woman, Shirley Rains, who's in her car and she's handing out food to folks living on Skid Row. A guy comes up and she asks him, do you want a honey bun or a cupcake? And then this little back and forth exchange happens. It doesn't matter, he says. It matters to me, she says. Whatever you give me, ma'am, I, I can't pick like that because you're giving out stuff and a person's got to be appreciative. Well, Shirley comes back hard. Just because you're making a choice, she says, doesn't mean you're not appreciative. Let me tell you something. Just because someone gives you something doesn't mean you don't have a right to choose what you want. You still have a voice and a choice. When people like me do it, we really care. We really care. I want you to have what you want. I saw that video and I thought, this is the exact same thing we do downtown at Night Stripe. We try to give people options, to let people speak up and speak back. Here are a variety of styles of shirt. Choose what you want. Do you want your coffee with creamer or with sugar or with both or with none? Do you want pink nail polish or green or purple or just a hand massage? Who are you? We see you. You matter. That's the mission statement of Night Strike. Because people matter. People matter. They matter to us, but they matter even more so to God. See, we have to remember that God made us. God wanted us. God created us in God's image. People matter. As people who have God, who have had God respond to us, we get to now respond to other people. We get to equip people to respond in full ways that affirm their dignity and sense of self. Accepting influence from another person affirms that person. Accepting influence isn't just about that other person, though. It's also about us. When we accept influence, we are open to change. And being open to change and new information means we are open to adventure. Last night, my soon-to-be husband, Brandon, and I went out to walk my soon-to-be dog, Max. 
we're crossing the street in front of PMC and turning left when Max stops, stock still. Absolutely will not move. <laughs> we're like, what in the world is going on, Max? We finally get him going, but then he keeps stopping and trying to turn around. We're like, is he worn out? Is he in pain? Are his paws sore? Is this a sign that he's getting old? And we freak ourselves out, so we head back home. Well, we get to that corner where he had stopped so hard, and all of a sudden, Max turns orange. Apparently, when we went right, Max had wanted to go left. This officer had had an idea, a desire. So we just decided to follow him. And he goes down one block to 36. And then he crosses and walks us right back to the church on the other side. Then he walks past the stairs to the parsonage, cuts through the parking lot, which is looking great, by the way, goes to the backyard, looks at us until we take his leash off, and then starts running around like crazy. It was hilarious. He wasn't tired. He wasn't getting old. He had a notion. It was absolutely fascinating to get a glimpse into Max's world, Max's world, to realize that this little dog had something he wanted to do. He had a plan, and then we got to see where that plan went. If the sparrows matter to God, then dogs matter to God. And if dogs matter to God, how much more do people matter to God? We matter to God. Our thoughts and our plans matter to God. And I think that like a loving father and a supportive mother, God is fascinated to watch what we choose. Who is Brett Carlson going to choose to marry? What college will Jonathan Weaver attend? What color is Kim Brandt gonna dye her hair? What person will Ruby Crust be? We were meant to choose. We were meant to explore and discover. We were meant to interact. That back and forth between Jesus and Mary is how relationships are supposed to work. We're meant to influence and be influenced. Parents influence children and children influence parents. Employees influence employers and employers influence employees. God influences us and we influence God. That is what it means to be in a relationship. It's two ways. You know, something will go wrong at my wedding because that's life. It might be charming, like the ring bearer throwing a shoe down the aisle, or it might be catastrophic, like a worldwide pandemic. But you know what matters about my wedding? What matters are the people. What matters are the people like you who have supported us to get to this point. What matters is the love relationship between me and Brandon. What matters is the God who has brought us together and given me strength all along the way. Being a Christian means being open to influence from God. 
Being a believer in Jesus means that we know that God is open to influence from us. We can pray, we can act, we can speak confidently because God has given us dignity. God sees us, God hears us, God wants to know us, God created us and chose us. Amen and amen.